Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Naveau. There have been so many times this season that I have dreaded doing the postgame show. Tonight is not one of those nights. I am James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show where we are reveling in a 6-2 win by the Chicago Blackhawks over the Winnipeg Jets. And obviously, this has been... There, there really is no other way to describe it. This was one of the weirdest games that I think any of us have seen in quite a long time for the Chicago Blackhawks. It was a night that was full of emotion. You had Brent Seabrook in his 1,000th game. We'll get to that later in this podcast. You had Colin Delia. Delia? Delia. Colin Delia, yes, we'll go with that, making his NHL debut tonight. But of course, of course, we have to start with Scott Foster, 36-year-old accountant, playing games in beer league at frickin' Johnny's Ice House, comes into the game tonight in relief of Colin Delia in the third period, makes seven saves, including a couple against Patrick Laine, one of the best goal scorers in the entire NHL, ends up making seven out of seven saves and keeping the Jets off the board in the remaining part of the game in which he played. It was it was a very surreal thing. I have never seen an emergency goalie play 
in an NHL game. So this was a completely new experience for me. The crowd at the United Center absolutely loved it. They were all chanting for Scott. It was just a remarkable thing to experience, I think, as a hockey fan in a season that has featured so much that just has gone wrong and has irritated us. And on a night-in, night-out basis, just kind of made us question why we continue to tune in and subject ourselves to this kind of punishment as fans. I got, I got to tell you guys, this one was absolutely worth watching. And I'm so glad that I was able to kind of... You know, take this all in and to watch and enjoy Scott Foster make the seven saves that he did and to help the Blackhawks get the victory. And I absolutely loved the players mobbing him at the end of the game. He just, he definitely had that deer in the headlights look at the end of the game when he was being interviewed. Like he couldn't believe what he had just done. You know that he's going to be telling that story to his buddies at the bar, to his kids and his grandkids. The night that he got to play for the Chicago Blackhawks at the United Center and stopped every single shot that he faced. He will go into the record books as the greatest goaltender in NHL history, bar none, with a perfect save percentage. Just a remarkable story. And uh, it's one of those things that just gives you a flicker of joy in a season that's otherwise been so difficult to watch at times now on the flip side of that of course because you know there always has to be a yang to the yin that kind of thing you got to feel so bad for Colin Delia like he got to make his NHL debut tonight Anton Forsberg went down with an injury in warm-ups obviously necessitated the Scott Foster signing as the emergency backup It, it sucks it sucked because Delia Finally got his shot at the NHL. This long, grueling journey through the ECHL to get all the way here. And then to have it end prematurely is just, that's a brutal way to go. And obviously, the players and the fans were really getting into the Scott Foster experience. I was too. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but feel at least a little bit bad for Colin Delia, knowing that he's back there getting looked at by trainers and these guys are out there just kind of carrying on, enjoying themselves. We have no idea how serious Delia's injury is, but just it, it was a supreme bummer and kind of a, a little bit of a down note on what was otherwise like this really momentous thing. And I hope that Colin's all right. I hope that the injury isn't serious. It just it was really a bummer to see that his uh, NHL debut come to an end like that. Speaking of NHL debuts, we also have to bring up Dylan Sakura, who made his NHL debut as well tonight. The Blackhawks had three guys make their NHL debuts tonight. I don't remember the last time we saw something like that happen, where they just had so many guys playing in their first NHL game. And I thought Sakura looked pretty solid. Obviously, he uh, got a couple of assists in the game. You gotta love, you know, that he's getting on the score sheet early. Really excited to see what he's going to be able to do, not only in these last few games, but also in all likelihood when he plays in prospect camp this summer 
and when he comes into preseason next year, I'm really looking forward to seeing him try to earn a spot likely in the top six on this team because I think that he's got obviously a ton of potential. Would have been a really big deal if the Blackhawks had ended up losing him to free agency after the season if he had opted not to sign with them. And I know that you're going to it kind of stinks that you have to burn a year of his entry-level contract with so few games remaining in the season. But by the same token, just knowing that we can go into the summer with him under contract and knowing that we're not going to have to deal in the offseason with all the uncertainty and, oh, is he the next Kevin Hayes and blah, 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 blah. Having Sakura in the mix is honestly a really good thing for the Blackhawks, and I'm really happy for them, and I'm really happy for Dylan that they were able to get this done, and we don't have to sit here and talk about all those hypothetical things that could have been. So kudos to Dylan for a very solid debut game tonight. Also have to give a shout-out to Thomas Yurko, who this we've been very hard on him on this podcast, and I think rightfully so. He has played with a lot of passiveness at times, just hasn't looked like he's really bought in completely to the system that's been put in front of him here in Chicago by Joel Quenville. And I think this season, I've been impressed with the way that he's seemingly kind of bought back in, and he's had some really good moments. He had his fifth and his sixth goals of the season tonight. Wouldn't it have been great like just to see him get the hat trick, just to kind of put the cherry on top of the insane Sunday that this game was for Blackhawks fans with all of the madness that was going on. I think it would have been just so apropos. It would have been so right to see Thomas Yurko go out there and get a third goal. But hell, you know what? That first goal that he scored, that just twisting, crazy like move, whatever that he had going on in the jet zone early in the second period to get that goal, Kudos to him. Hats off to him. Really solid game for him. I've really been liking his game lately. I question whether or not he's going to be part of this thing going forward. I, I just I see a lot of competition for bottom six spots next season, and I'm not necessarily sure that he fits the bill in terms of what they're going to need in that group. And so I'm not sure... If he'll be back next season, if he should be back next season, it's something that I think that we we as fans and the Blackhawks as an organization just kind of have to give some thought to. Are you going to bring this guy back and kind of give him that opportunity to you know audition and potentially make that bottom six role? And I just I don't know if his game fits that. I think that obviously guys like Joel and Stan they have a lot better idea of what they think is going to fit that. And I'm really interested to see what they end up doing. It should be uh, pretty interesting. And finally, got to, once again, Alex DeBrenkit, man. He has been one of the most fun guys to watch on this team all season long. And he ended up scoring his 27th goal of the season tonight to move back into a tie with Patrick Kane, who also scored his 27th goal of the season tonight. Had a really nifty goal there, shooting through the five-hole. Kane did early in the first period to get that first goal for the Blackhawks. And it's been kind of a nice little fun subplot to see the two of them kind of going back and forth, exchanging goals. And it's been it's been interesting watching just kind of that dynamic between the two of them and seeing the kind of the two 
you know, top forwards on the squad just kind of go back and forth. And I think that obviously we've seen a lot of growth from Alex Dobrynkit this season. It's been a lot of fun watching him kind of grow and mature. And once again, seeing him score yet another important goal tonight, just continue to aid in that development. It's been really, it's been really great to see. And I'm glad that he continues to do that. And I hope somehow over these next few games he's able to kind of pile up three more goals and get to you know the 30 goal plateau that'd be a pretty remarkable thing for a rookie to do in this day and age and now that we've kind of given out all of our plaudits and we've given out all of our kudos for this game and talked at length about Scott Foster and Colin Delia and all those guys we have to get back I think to the real star of the evening tonight, and that's Brent Seabrook, who, for all of the grief that we've given him about his contract and about the decline in his play over the last few seasons, I, I think that tonight was a really good reminder of what Brent Seabrook has done in his NHL career and the fact that he's been able to not only play a thousand games, that in itself is so remarkable. But to also play all 1,000 of those games with the same organization, how often does that happen in the NHL anymore? It's truly a testament to the longevity of his career and the consistency with which he's carried himself for the most part over that career. And and I got to give him all the credit in the world for continuing to plug away night in, night out, even though it's so obvious that his skill set just isn't quite where it used to be. It's still remarkable to me to see the uh, just the intensity that he still plays with on a night-in, night-out basis. And it's not enough at times, and it definitely is obvious that he's lost a step or three in his career. But this seems like a good night to just kind of sit back and to reflect on some of the remarkable things that Brent Seabrook has done in his career. I mean, he played for the Blackhawks in an era where no one gave a crap about them in the so-called dark ages before Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Brent Seabrook was there, plugging away, learning his craft, becoming a top-tier defenseman for many, many years, and ultimately winning three Stanley Cups with this team and scoring some of the biggest goals that this team has had in its entire history. I think you can argue that his game-winning goal against the Detroit Red Wings in Game 7 of the uh, second round in 2013 may have, may have been probably the the second or third biggest moment out of all of those cup wins because it capped off just that incredible comeback that the Blackhawks had the year that they were supposed to win. They were supposed to romp everybody because they had had the remarkable regular season. And then all of a sudden they found themselves down three to one. And Brent Seabrook not only scored that game winning goal in that contest and that series and to complete the three, one comeback, but also the much talked about, you know, conversation with Jonathan Taves in the penalty box at Joe Lewis arena and just kind of how he, both mentally and physically, just kind of turned that series around and really started getting the Blackhawks going in the right direction. It's truly remarkable. He he deserves so much of the credit for the way that that series went. And then as if that wasn't good enough, then he went out and scored a game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup Final against the Boston Bruins, too. 
Just a remarkable postseason for him in 2013. It's one of those runs that I think we as fans kind of, they get lost a little bit in the shuffle because you remember all the high-profile moments like the Patrick Kane hat trick against the Kings or 17 seconds or whatever. But those Brent Seabrook moments were really the kind of backbone of everything that happened in that postseason. And it it was nice tonight with the 1,000th game celebration to kind of think back and to relive some of those kinds of moments. And then it also, you know, it brings up other stuff too, like the game-winning goal against Calgary when the Blackhawks had the giant 5-0 deficit that they came back from and kind of sent an alert really to the NHL that they were for real, that they were not a team to be trifled with. That was a remarkable moment for him. The hit that he laid on Daniel Cleary in the Winter Classic against the Red Wings at Wrigley Field, knocking him over the boards, the feet going up in the air, the incredible photo taken of the Blackhawks bench of the guys just kind of going, oh, crap, there's this man who's been flipped upside down onto the bench. This is odd. I mean, just stuff like that and all of the moments that Brent Seabrook has given Blackhawks fans in his career. I know that we've been very critical of his play, and rightfully so on this podcast, but I also feel like it's appropriate on a night like tonight to kind of reflect back on some of the great stuff that he's done, and I really hope that, you know, while you were watching all of the ceremony and all the pomp and circumstance, that you were able to kind of sit back and reflect on all the stuff that he's done in his career and all the great memories that he's given to Blackhawks fans. That's going to be just about it, I guess, for the podcast. I just want to end it on that positive note, congratulating Brent on 1,000 career games. Uh, Jay and I will be doing, it sounds like, a podcast on Saturday, a full-blown podcast. I can't believe we're going to be a week away from the regular season ending when we do that podcast on Saturday. I will also be on Sports Sunday this Sunday, probably talking, guessing a little bit of Scott Foster. That might come up on NBC, not quite sure. I'm being sarcastic. It's totally going to come up. Going to talk some Blackhawks, going to talk some Cubs. Great opening day wins for the Cubs and White Sox today. Love that baseball is back, but also really, really happy that the Blackhawks finally gave us a game worth watching tonight as they thrashed, (laughs) see what I did there, the Winnipeg Jets. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you especially to our awesome sponsors, Marishka's and Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933, but they're delicious poor boys and all the other great food that we talk about constantly with them. Also got to thank Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe with Burbank and Darien locations and a gigantic beer menu that will make you a very, very happy boy or girl, depending on your gender. And Triple Threat Sports, who makes incredible jerseys. You want to get what the Cubs are wearing today? You want to get your Scott Foster jersey or your Colin Delia jersey? You go over to Triple Threat Sports and you talk to Chris and you make that happen. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to you guys for listening. This has been the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Post Game Show. 
hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.